following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Steve Dennis. Well, hello again to all of you. Proud, fired up, happy individuals that make up Cowboys Nation. And thanks for tuning in to Media Mash this Wednesday, heading to NFL week number five. Live from the SWBC studio. Hi there, I am Steve Dennis. On this Wednesday, do we get busy looking ahead to week number five in the New York football and Giants? Clarence E. Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram right here. John Mashoda from The Athletic right there and his podcast. And Rob Phillips with all Dallas Cowboys media. You can read him. You can hear him. Uh, We are gathered again. Another win. Kind of more of the same. I don't think we need to rehash the game that much. We will sneak into it because we have some stuff happening. And I think to begin with here, fellas, uh, we need to wave goodbye to Mr. Clear-Eyed View. And wonder uh, why, why the when, how much sense we need to make of it. Clarence, would you like to go first on (laughs) Jalen Smith leaving the fold after five-plus years on his sixth year, actually? I mean, there are thoughts all over the place, but the only surprise, I guess, is the timing. I mean, you, if you look at the situation, most people thought that if it was going to happen, it would happen before the season, just based on uh, the makeup of the team. And he, he, you know, the Cowboys clearly his role was reduced. You look at his contract; uh, he doesn't play special teams, you know. So you would thought he's not going to play special teams. Veteran linebacker, backup linebacker, you have to play special teams. Uh, the murders of Micah and what they're doing. Uh, it's not a surprise that he's no longer with them. It's a surprise that it happened now. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with that part of it is the timing. Um, the thing I keep going back to is at the end of the year when he was asked, you know, specifically if you think you're going to be back, and he he was just stunned that he'd even be asked that, you know, like watch the film type, you know. Well, he was back. And so <laughs> – Sounds like something can I, can I get to my point? <laughs> he, he was back. Can I get to my point? Yeah. I let you talk. I'm good. Hey. So anyway – He was. Um, so sounds like the media room. The thing that yes. I the thing I take away from that is that so after that happened, after those words were said, there was a new defensive coordinator hired. And that defensive coordinator said that the first thing he was going to work on was he was going to go back and watch all the film and all the all, all the tape of the previous Cowboys defense. And after he got done doing that, the most significant offseason signing was at linebacker Keanu O'Neill, and their most significant addition in the draft was Micah Parsons. Actions speak louder than words, and the actions were that he watched that film and that it wasn't the uh, Pro Bowl-type linebacker that I think Jalen used to be and Jalen probably still thinks that he is, and it was just clear that they were moving in another direction. And now, I did not think that they would get part ways with him this season. I thought that they would continue to have him on the roster but I didn't think there there was really any way he was going to be back after this season. I think that they were ready to move on there. But the timing of it is is certainly, I mean, I don't think anybody expected that. Yeah, it, I, I said this this morning. It's like his legacy here is complicated, and so are the reasons why he was let go. It's complex. It's not just 
because the timing, the timing makes it weird. And I think it's it's a double-edged sword. It's like he's playing half the snaps he used to, and there's this injury guarantee floating out there for next year that the Cowboys had to weigh in terms of risk. Like, if he gets hurt and we're on the hook for $9 million next year and he's not a starter and he's not playing special teams, they had to weigh that that decision. So it was a, it was a weird... Is a weird situation, and it's a weird legacy that he's got because he's. It's a great story overall. Yes, it just didn't end well. And we'll get to that. Uh, it is an interesting story, and we'll discuss his legacy. Um, to me, uh, everybody is saying kind of the same thing in terms of the timing right now. My thought on that is they're getting closer to that March physical in case of injury which would be five and a half months or six months. So what kind of an injury would you have to suffer to cost them $9 million not to make that March physical? It, the closer you get, the smaller the injury could be, I think. So to, well, to me, well, the, the countdown but, on that, they're keeping an eye on. Well, uh, and, and But anyway, uh, <laughs> put that aside for a minute. I do want to make this point. Uh, I'll just be more direct with it. I, the thing that I love about it is he simply isn't good enough anymore. The team has gotten better. And and that's the bottom line. Dan Quinn doesn't want him on the field anymore. He's got better options. And, and, and that's a great thing for the Cowboys right now. I, I do think it's a cold move, a, a colder move than Jerry would normally make especially since he's in love with Jalen Smith. And second-round draft pick, nobody else wanted him. Jerry wanted him. Jerry propped him up. He's going to be my guy. So this was hard for Jerry. But I do think we – and I want to run this by you guys because I think it's kind of important, at least in my mind. That's the key. Have we hit a new sort of Cowboys moment in time here where maybe they're going to be a little more cold-blooded they're going to be more into trying to win I mean, than, than letting guys hang around that that really have no business hanging around. Well, I mean, I, I think it's always been a business, and you know, there are some people. That Gary's had some pet cows, but they've they've been cruel and ruthless in, in cutting some people. They cut Teal on a, on a napkin at a party. I mean, they 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 move when it's time to move away. They move away. I mean, they've they cut Larry Allen. They cut Emmitt Smith. They've cut a lot of great greater players. Demarcus Ware. They, 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 they cut Demarcus Ware. They, I mean, they cut Des Bryant without really any other option. Yeah, they you know? they they they've cut. Greater players in Cowboys history than Jalen Smith, so I don't think this is a referendum on. Yeah, the Cowboys getting ready to be ruthless and cut people, but I I think that it it's complicated. But there are a lot of factors. The fact that he's not good enough, we knew that from day one. He's not one of their best players. That's why he's not starting. They they did recruit over him. day one. What when's day one? In training camp, when they when day they, one of this year. Okay. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. I want to say you understood that that was that was part of it that he wasn't going to be one of their their best players. That's why they reduced his role. And then the fact that he's not playing special teams that also put the target on your back. You cannot bring all these guys, you know, to the game and your backup linebackers not playing special teams. Everybody late and everybody else is playing special teams. He's not playing special teams. You also have to consider the fact that they got guys coming back. They need roster spots. You know, you got to find a way. The other guys you're using, the other guys you're playing, you need roster spots for all these guys coming back. And they're going to be coming back soon. And 
the fact that they're going to be coming back, and then you got the injury thing. Let's not mess around and, and, and he get hurt. You know, it's not about March. It's about he could get hurt in practice. He could get hurt next week. Now, that's offset by the fact that he's never been hurt since he's played, but let's not play with it now. And then you have to understand how they're playing. As much as you like the current linebacker, everybody keeps talking about, well, this is about LVE or this is about uh, wanting to play the, the, the rookie Jabril Cox. It's also about the cow- the fact that the Cowboys are going to use their safeties as linebackers. They like their safeties. Jerron Curse isn't coming off the field. Yes, I, I mean, you know when I talk to people I talk to today, they're going to use their safeties as linebacker, which is what they've done, especially on passing. Which down. means a lot of two linebackers on the field. Yes, not, not and, and so it's not you know so it's not just about Cox and and those guys. It's about those safeties. Their, their safeties are becoming some of the better parts of their team. That they have a strong core safeties. And you get Donovan Wilson back to go with, you know, Curse and uh Hooker and 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 the KZ. crazy Casey, you're not going to say Kazi. Yeah. That's a that's a strong group there. They want to be able to use those guys especially with Curse covering linebackers. So, it's a lot of things. Well, and then the other part too is and you hit on Jabril Cox, it is also that there was a time here where you believed and I I certainly believe the front office, you know, mainly Jerry Jones believed that like, you know, you need your DeMarcus Lawrence out there, your Jalen Smith, your Leighton Van Der Esch, these proven guys. Well, Dan Quinn has shown in a very short period of time, no you don't. Uh, I can do next man up. I can bring in these guys that are on one-year deals. I can bring in these young kids like Oso Digizua, Micah Parsons, and have this big impact. Trayvon Diggs looking like one of the best corners you've had in the last 20 years. Like, you can do all these things pretty quickly. And that probably also was one of the things that with, like, Jerry Jones is looking at, like, yeah, you know what? I don't think that we do necessarily have to have Jalen Smith in this roster. We are bringing these guys in, and they're making these immediate impacts right away. That wasn't always the case here. And so I think that that also probably sped this process along as well. And and I do think the timing again, um, you know, it could have been a nice move by the Cowboys. Now, they were waiting for some guys to be ready to come back. Right. But uh, Jalen may find a gig somewhere. Oh, he will find a gig. Instead of going to the bench, uh, you you want to go ahead and let him have an opportunity to go somewhere. Somebody will like him. He carries a reputation, uh, you know, some good, some bad, but he, he has a bit of a reputation. I think it may be the weakest here here at Frisco in, in Texas than it is across the league. Um but uh, let's talk about his legacy a little bit. I mean, it is a very odd one. In fact, I would, I would say that maybe one of the oddest that has come along in a while. You know, what's interesting is I was remembering back to when he got hurt in that Fiesta Bowl, uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Uh, he got hurt on the flukiest play. It was a read option to Zeke. JT kept it. And it was him and Taylor Decker, who plays for Detroit now, right guard for Ohio State at the time, they were having a little battle in the backfield at the back end of the play, and Decker pushed him. He just pushed him, and Jalen tried to keep his feet and just – it was a horrible injury. Some of the I asked him one time. That way. They're just freak, yeah, it was you know? a freaky thing. You would think, oh, Notre Dame's playing Ohio State. He must have got rocked. No, he was trying to maintain his balance after Decker just kind of cheap shot pushed him. But anyway, that's... one time in the locker room, I asked him like when when all like the group of us left, and it was just off the record. I was like, they were about to play the Lions, and I was like, you know, is there any ill will at all with you and Taylor Decker because of that? And he was like, no, honestly, there's not. Like, I think it just a you know it was an accident. You know, I don't like hold any ill will. I have nothing against him. Like, I don't 
it's fine. You know, we've moved on from it. I don't think that they he, – he said that they didn't talk or anything like that, but he genuinely didn't seem like he really cared. Well, you know, and and, and you talk about his complicated legacy. Um, I think that, to me, you know, what will make you laugh and make you cry, Jalen accepted the injury as part of football, Okay. Whether it was a cheap side, you called it a cheap side. I don't remember, but it was a bit of a cheap yeah, push. He accepted injury part of football, even if it was a push. You don't expect that type of injury, okay? And the thing that to me sometimes get lost with Jalen is that nobody thought he would play again. This was a catastrophic injury. This was an injury with nerve damage. I remember him walking around with a drop, drop foot, and you know, certainly the Cowboys took a chance. And he gets he gets deemed because the Cowboys took a chance on him. Then the Cowboys paid him, and now all of a sudden he gets criticized right. because the Cowboys took a chance on him and paid him and all that other stuff. He didn't draft himself. He didn't pay himself. But his mindset of not listening to the noise and Coming back, I remember when that first trick camp, he had dropped foot, and he was out there. You're like, this guy's never going to do I mean, you just watch him walk and whatever else. And, again, there, there are teams that took him off the board thinking he would never play again. The fact that he was able to come back and play spoke to his mindset. Cowboys spoke did him, to his mindset. Cowboys did him a great favor. Not only did they draft him, they gave him $35 million in guaranteed money. But he was an exciting player for us in the media and fans because, yeah, they were waiting for the nerve to fire, and it did fire. But it never it, really fired. Well, That's the it, problem is that it he was fired, okay. but then it went out quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the problem is that, that, that he was going to be a top-five pick. Okay. Probably, yes. He never got to that level. No. It was never going to get to that level. But he was pretty he was good a, in 2018. He was a good player in 2018. He was good. And in he, training camp when we he was were never, watching him, he looked I know, but everybody thought different. he was going to be, okay, he's going he's to be Ray Lewis now. He's going to be that guy, this impact think, physical I, guy. Well, he I, was never going to be that guy. I think it was more the combination with him and Leighton coming in that year as a rookie where it was like, man, this yes. is a pretty good duo right here. It's a good point. And let's build yeah. off of that. But, but again, it, that, you know, as, I, as I said, that's that's what often happens around here. It, but it, they did show some signs. They there showed were signs. signs. It wasn't yeah, just mean, to make this up. Like, no, hey, this sounds like a that, fun story. They showed not, signs. I'm not no, they, they showed signs. But they, Terry and Ray no, Lewis. I just no, said but it was a good there combo. was no. There was talk about them being Singletary, Ray Lewis, Byron. Er- I mean, we they, they were given you know, these guys are the top going to be the top linebacker duo in the league. Well, maybe the forward star telegram wrote that, but <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no. I, I may have thought it. I, I know you did because you already got a tight end, been a top five tight end in the league. Hey, you better keep your eyes Then he started dropping balls on. You last week, you, you know, I thought about you. you when better I was, get on the when bandwagon. He, when, he, when he couldn't get into the end zone at the one, I said, like, "Yeah, top two." But, but right here's there. the other thing about Jalen, real quick, and then we'll change the subject. He 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 got weird too. He got weird. He got worried about his brand. Uh, he did some weird stuff on the field. Uh, it, he got so into his investments and clear-eyed I disagree. view, and and all, all of a sudden. He became a guy that even fans kind of quit rooting for. No, absolutely. I would Twitter, agree, Twitter, agree Twitter went they, out they of quit. They quit rooting him. for him, but I, it was just a story in in, in the paper today. It, uh, not the paper, but I don't know if the Athletic. Somebody did a story on John Bostic, Washington, who has all these rental houses and has a lot. Of, there are a lot of players who do business off the field. Jalen's business off the field is not the reason why he didn't play well on the field. But no. too often not, too often people link the two. You were saying he got weird about it. He didn't get weird. He was just doing what he did out the field. There's no You cannot say that Jalen didn't work hard. You don't come back from an injury to think he did not work hard and didn't care. And he but, just wasn't a good for He couldn't move the way he could move. I think and some of it is the the celebrations, the swipes right. after certain plays that drove fans crazy. Here, But to your point, because you said – 
he that clear eye view and the and the that's approach the approach that got him back is yeah the make joy you laugh, that he's playing with make you laugh and make you cry. And, and he's been at, we asked him about that in the right. past and he's like that's just how I I right. love to play that's, and but it rubbed fans the wrong. Well, way. Because because it wasn't and, playing and well. Yeah, you know, Twitter things just compound right. and it snowballs. But I, I just I'm and, just talking about his fact well, that he got weird with his pro his stuff. He didn't get weird with his off the field stuff. He was doing what he was supposed to do off the field. Okay. There's nothing and, wrong with and that. And he's a joyful guy. Everybody loves him. He's yeah. a wonderful human being. Um, what but ha- but then he got his money, and then he wasn't very good. But and anytime that happens, yes. Marion Barber, that was a name you a million guys. Yeah, but Marion Barber clearly had some some issues physically that caused him to decline. And that's my problem. But you should know better. You should not link Marion Barber getting paid to Marion Barber not playing well. And that's that. He that means he didn't care anymore. You know what Marion Barber's going through. Clearly, there was some stuff that's going on there. Okay, you, we should not as a media person. I understand what fans do it, but for media to say Jalen got paid, now Jalen doesn't want to play. Jalen, that 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 arc was going to always be that arc and go the other way. It's not Jalen's fault that the Cowboys stupidly paid him. All right, well let well, me since I real quick let me clean this up because Clarence is coming after me. I think. Yes, you 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 yeah. tried to link Marion Barber no, getting no, paid wait, I, to Marion Barber's decline. That I, is wrong. Hey, I was always on Marion Barber, and I admit it. But let me tell you why. Because he ran hard, and then he got paid, and then he quit running hard. That's not Period. true. That's not Period. true. That's not true. I don't true. care what you the issues are. Oh, you don't care about CTE? <laughs> you don't care what's going Have you seen Marion Barber lately? Uh, that was a long time it ago, was all, You don't even know how it affected him, Steve. Can he still to play the up? piano? No. No. He cannot. You should check his, check up on Marion Barber. He quit playing hard. He did not quit playing. That's not true. All right, I want to change the subject here. because, uh, And I'm going to go after Chill here because I love it. <laughs> and, and what it is is Chill... Chill has covered his team for a very long time, and you can read his frustration in tweets sometimes. <laughs> and he did it today, and it made me laugh. Stop the drama? Uh, well, well, that's the stop! But uh, Stephon Gilmore became available. Very clever by New England. They announced they were going to release him. Probably knew they would get some kind of compensation in a quick trade. Uh, what happened was Carolina got him for a sixth-round pick in 2023, and I will never understand that. When a guy is, I mean, but anyway, you don't, you don't understand what part? The fact that all he cost him now they got to pay him, but all they had to give up was a sixth round draft pick. Because they got to pay, they paid him his full salary. I, I understand. I understand. Well, you don't but, know the health uh, uh, either. Uh, where he is, it's not like he's fully healthy either. There's some there's some risk. But involved. it's also but, the full salary. But back to Clarence. Yeah. As soon as he became available, Clarence tweets: Cowboys need to go get Stephon Gilmore if they really want to win this year. I loved it. Let's go all in. Go all in. So why didn't they? I think that they were waiting for him to get cut. I don't think they wanted to pay his $15 million salary. They couldn't carry. The, the trade means you have to carry his salary full. And I think that, you know, I talked to some Cowboys people. They were going to be interested in him. They were going to, you know, they were running the, the situation. They were going to certainly express some interest for him. But I think that they were waiting for him to get cut. And my point was, I see, the problem is, is that I read the tweets from Adam Sheff, everybody, he's going to be cut. Okay, I wasn't, and I wasn't putting together, they're putting that out there, the trial balloon to, to force a trade. To force so a initially trade. when I said that, I said, okay, he was going to be cut. If he's a free, then the Cowboys need to go in on him as a free agent. And that's about who can convince him to come and get into a bidding war, but they need to commit to pursuing him as a free agent. I would not, they're not, they weren't going to trade for that $15 million annual contract. They don't have it under under cap right now. Well, the number seven million for this year, and and the they don't word, have that under cap. And right the now. word came out that Gilmore even said that he would only ask for five of it uh, to his new team. Now, worrying about his next contract, 
well, is a different issue. Right. But if you can get Stephon Gilmore for $5 million for the rest of this season, even with the health concern, man, the, these are. I'm sure the Cowboys had a quick meeting or two about it this afternoon, as did every team in the league. Yeah. And Carolina got him. They've got more cap money than anybody else in the league. They're like over $19 million. So it was easy for them. They just brought in C.J. Henderson after losing Horn. Uh, it made sense. Plus, and CJ's not he's good. from the Carolinas, right. so he's coming home a bit. Um, but but the Cowboys, again, I hate to go back to yesteryear because I seem to do it a lot. The Cowboys used to make bold moves like this. They just don't anymore. Now, Amari Cooper was a bold move. So that one notwithstanding, this would have been a wonderful opportunity. Because you know you've got a little issue with Anthony Brown on the other side. You don't know for sure what Kelvin Joseph is going to be, if he's going to be healthy. $5 million in a sixth-round pick? Give me Stephon Gilmore, opposite of Trayvon. Yeah, I don't have any issue with that. I think every Cowboy fan would agree with you. I don't I don't see a major arguing point on that at all. I, I mean, I just... Yeah, every team obviously, in the league's antennas were up. Yeah, everybody should have no went Why not him. more aggressiveness from this building? <sighs> Or we might, we don't even know. Maybe they because, did get well, aggressive. Well, no, if you're going to ask from that perspective, it's because that they do believe in the young guys. Like, you and I sit here and go, I don't know about Calvin Joseph. I don't think they feel that same way. You know, going after training camp, like going into when they returned back here, there was a lot of praise from the front office about Calvin Joseph and what Calvin Joseph can be. And he's back out there now and doing the resistance courts during practice. So, okay. so they could sit there. And, Counterpoint, and Jerry, and he's Jerry, a rookie. You only got Gilmore for a year, most no, likely. I, but it does go back to their approach because, and I know every player is different, and Stephon Gilmore is a great player, but... Jerry was asked specifically about Richard Sherman right. a couple weeks ago, and he talked about now with Tampa, why weren't you in there? And he talked about progress stopping. I, maybe that's the philosophy they're going. The other part of it, too, is he is 31, Gilmore's 31, and it's this is an injury that's kept him out since December, and he's out for at least another couple weeks. You don't know what the what the, his status, what his health is like, and you know if he's a free agent, maybe that's different. You're able to maybe take a look, but and you can you put the, and you can put you some know. things in the contract. Yeah, if you're a free agent, so I think they were hoping to be, you know work some things out as a free agent, you can put some roster bonuses in, you know game day bonuses in, you know based on health and all that other stuff. But I, I, I again, I get what Jerry's saying. I want to play the young guys, but they're not playing the young guys. They're playing Anthony Brown. Okay, and. If you really feel good about this team and where you're going this year, you know, go all in. Not push to, it, put the chips no, all I don't, in. I don't and, disagree and with that. Put, put no. the chips all in. Not to mention what the young guys can learn from Stephon Gilmore yeah, in a season, and, and, yeah. especially a rookie. Yeah, and 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 and, and as much let's let's be honest about it. As much as they say they love Kelvin Joseph, he's shown them nothing. We all watched training camp. He was not better than right in training camp or minicamp. And not Anthony Brown either. The one thing. Yes. I mean, so what I'm saying is, so you like his upside because you picked him as a seven round pick, but he's not showing you anything that say he's going to come and make that type of impact this year. The one thing the Cowboys seem to lack, in my opinion, these days and maybe the last 15 years, is that ability to strike. See, right now everything could not be on a better level. This team is off to a fabulous start. Everything looks good. Uh, they've got. They've, they're, they're winning the coaching battle. Everything looks good. Why not strike? Boom! That's what Jerry used to do. He would make a he did it with Deion Sanders. Make a ridiculous strike and put strike. everybody on notice. They did yesterday by cutting Jalen Smith. That was their strike. 
that sent the message. Okay, how about that you didn't get that one loud and clear? If that's a strike. I'm not Strike a, two, but, boom! But that was a good message that that we feel the way we feel about the team where we're playing, you know, and and, and, and we believe in the guys that are true. coming back. So, That's true. so you know, that was a bold move. It was cutting cut Jalen was a bold. Well, they were going to do it again. Well, just but you win. didn't know again. Yeah. Again, uh, without it, let's just go back there for one second. It's a seventeen game season. Okay, you got injuries or or, or major. Jalen has never been hurt. Layton has. Okay, Keno Neal just missed two games with uh, COVID. He's not vaxxed. He could miss more. You've already used, you're using Micah like a mug at in and whatever else. I mean, you know, you there are reasons to me justifying why they kept him at the beginning of the season. They could have kept him you just insurance for the rest of the season. No, I don't. I don't think Dan Quinn wants him on the field anymore. Again, I mean, he's it, just not. He doesn't. Not but gonna, what I'm saying is, work. it's only because you have other things. But I'm just saying that you could have justified doing that because you have these other issues out there. All right, let's go to uh, topic number two. We'll take a quick little timeout. Uh, so our man Chris Beam, who produces this bad boy, he produces every single podcast. From this studio. Yeah, we slip in pizzas under the door. He's like, just he's there all day. He's just there all day making sure everything goes fine. Uh, coming up next, uh, all right, we've seen four games. We all know the Cowboys are good. They've proven it against different teams, different defenses, different quarterbacks, different offenses. What are we thinking, each of us, that makes us think they may be really good? Next on Media Mash. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Media Mash. All right, just in time for an update. Steve Dennis here. Rob Phillips there. John Michauda there. Clarence E. Hill 
there. Uh, update, Mashota? Yeah, Ian Rapport reporting that the Packers are, in fact, the likely landing spot for Jalen Smith. They are finalizing details. Mm-hmm. See there. Good for him. Going to a contender. Is he going to start there? Could have been a contender. Been a con- I think they're dealing with some injuries at linebacker, so he'll be in the speaking, conversation. Speaking of them being a contender, do you know there are 12 teams in the NFL right now, 3-1? and one? And the Cowboys are one of them. Mm. Twelve teams are three and one. Do you think they're overly excited like everybody in North Texas and beyond is in Cincinnati? They're three and one. Denver's three and one. Is are people going nuts over the Broncos? I mean, you can go Carolina, we already knew because they were undefeated. They're three and one. All these teams are three and one. Green Bay's three and one. It all comes down to the franchise quarterback, Steve. We talk about this all the time. If you have a franchise quarterback and you're three and one, you you're feel excited. like you have a chance. Yeah, yeah. And, and they are excited in Cincinnati, probably, but you would never hear about it. No. <laughs> you hear about it with the Cowboys, right. baby. Um, all right, I want to I do this. Uh, four games in. I want to go back to our very first Media Mass show. Uh, it was two days before the opener against Tampa. I can't remember who was on it with me. I know Chill was. Michaud, I think you may have been too. Yeah. But uh, we, we were talking about our biggest concern. Uh, this team had so many question marks flying around all over the place. Um, and I, I want to revisit that a bit because in the middle of all this excitement, in the middle of Dak and Zeke and, and, and you know, Diggs, and it's just ridiculous. Zach Martin is playing out of his mind. Everybody's excited. They're three and one. We can all agree four games is enough to know that this team is is pretty good and is going to be good. But how are they going to be good enough to change the narrative around here? What's the one thing that you've seen, guy, position, whatever, since the position we were in before the season started? And I'm going to start because I was on that show saying – it's the defensive line to me. To me, the defensive line was the entire key to this season because it was so bad last year, and it, it was it was the reason their defense was just horrible. Um, and we had no idea. I can remember all of us agreeing. We didn't know what they were going to be. And here we sit after four games, 13 different of them have played. They've got nine sacks. Like me. Things are tumbling down. Wasn't that nice? Has that ever happened Wasn't me. Wasn't in the me. SWBC just, studio? Just put them down there. This makeshift studio. Well, we can keep this one up. There we go. That's all it took. Yeah, we'll, we're we'll good. See. We'll see. We're we'll good. See about that one. Spending a lot of money around here, huh? Well, the wind blew. The wind, <laughs> somehow we got a gust. Sounds like AT and T Stadium and wind was I blowing mean, those kicks we, away. We've got uh, Micah Parsons with eight sacks, and he—I mean, quarterback pressures—and uh, two point five sacks. He's a big part of it because of his versatility. You got the two third-round draft picks. Osa and now Chauncey, who jumps in. Nobody had any idea what he was going to be. You've got the great story of Randy Gregory, which I have been doubting for about five years. Is he finally paying off? Uh, Is his moment right now? And I still love the kid. Listening to him talk after the game, man, he's so cool and smart and I'm happy for him, but I still – is this the moment? I mean, but that aside, the defensive line, they didn't have any pressure in the first game against Brady. Since then, man, that to me says 
Demarcus Lawrence has been out. Armstrong's been out. Watkins inside has been out. Gallimore inside's been out. They get all these guys back. This D-line may be how they're going to be really good. Thoughts? Um, I'm going to go on the other side, and I'm going to steal from Ezekiel Elliott today. Uh, Zeke was asked basically about how when he came in the league in 2016, you know, this team was built around him in the running game, and now that that is completely flipped and it's built around Dak and, and the passing game. And, and Zeke said, no, it's built around the offensive line, and we'll go as far as the offensive line can carry us. And I'm going to go with the offensive line because not only do you have this group right now without Lyle Collins playing well, and with Terrence Steele playing I think beyond anybody's expectations outside of Terrence Steele, then you mix in what they've been doing with Connor McGovern in the run game, and he's certainly a guy that can step in if they need him there. The Mac show? Yeah. And then the fact that you're going to get Lyle Collins back, and if Biotish can't work out at center, I think that you do have some other options there that you could possibly turn to. I think that there's good depth on the offensive line, and I do think this team will go as far as the offensive line can take him. I would counter that real quick before somebody else jumps in. Haven't we known that the offensive line is pretty good when they're healthy? The last four or five years? Have they been healthy the last four or five years? Though? Eh, off and on. But. but the problem with that is that just off the record and from Cowboys brass off the record, they have two concerning hot spots on the offensive line, center and left guard, and it's an issue. It remains an issue. So to, to make a blanket statement, they're pretty good when they're healthy. They got two weak links that they are recognized, they understand that that's going to be an issue against good teams. And that's their problem. But they have Lyle Collins coming back. I'm just talking about – Center and left guard, guard left yeah. guard, and and Lyle Collins, Collins coming back doesn't fix that. Doesn't every team have that though? I mean, you're not wrong. You're I'm not just wrong, but from, doesn't every team have a couple spots where it's not? We're so used you don't to this want line. it to be center. You don't want to get run over when every, the, the the point of attack. I get that, but we're so used to this. You can line literally being make that so argument about every position five. in the offensive line. Yeah, if you have a weak left tackle, you can say. It. If you have a weak right tackle, you can say that. Like you can make it about every whatever your weakest part is in the offensive right. line, you can make that. And argument. if it gets to a point, couldn't the Mac show? I don't know. They play haven't, some center. I don't. They haven't Absolutely. done it. They haven't tried it. They haven't done it. Why didn't they do it in the spring? I don't know. I don't Why didn't they do it in training camp? I don't know. Why we wait to the regular season to start trying Mack at center? That's an issue. That's I don't know. That I think I would have started that. He played center in college. When he came in and we talked about him playing center and mm-hmm. guard being an option. But they didn't try him there in the spring. I they think he's one of those guys that played all positions. No, but he played center he, and guard most of the time at Penn State. But I think he may have played some tackle, and I think he may have played left guard and right guard. Yeah. So, uh, so my issue or my questions and my concern is the pass defense. You know, no, we're not doing concern. We're doing the thing that you see that makes you think, Chill, that uh, this can be really good. Oh, we well, already it know it's good. It wasn't a concern. That what, what what you like about the team. yeah? What do you see that that you're sitting up there at three and one and you're going okay? This may be the reason this team can do something they've never done in your tenure, win two playoff games in, in a season. Well, it's Dan Quinn. <laughs> say it again. It's Dan Quinn. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because I, I, I think I, I, it's easy to left to say Dak. And it's left, we think the offense is special. And it's been special at times, you know, when the Cowboys have had good teams. They've been held back by their defense. You know, and, and they still got players coming back. But what Quinn has done, how he's mixed and matched and, and, and played the player strength, I think he can be a weapon for the Cowboys. All right, Rob. I th- 
I think it's what's left. I th- uh, y'all took everything. I think it's how if, about special teams? Uh, not special teams. <laughs> I think I think it's if they can continue forcing takeaways on defense, and that's that's a tricky deal. I you know it's not something you know you can get every single week. Like you can score points every single week, but I just got reminded of. When when Trayvon got five interceptions, he's got the he tied Darren Sharper for the most in four games to start a season. Sharper was part of that 09 Saints team that led the league in scoring and was like second in takeaways, and they won the Super Bowl. Like if you have that combination, you have an offense this good, and you can give them a couple extra possessions a game, you're gonna be really good. You're gonna win damn near every game you play. Can they can they continue getting two plus takeaways a game? That's the question. Probably if they had so Stephon Gilmore at their other corner spot, they probably could, couldn't they? So you're predicting an onside kick in the Super Bowl. Whoa. <laughs> we're going that far to February? We're not going that far Deep yet. dive there. That's what happened. That's what happened. That is what happened. But they're off to a good start in that regard. It's just we're so used to this team not being able to get those takeaways until they finally did down the stretch last year, and they've carried it over so far this year. Yes. I, think, I think it's interesting – uh, I was just checking. They're 26th after four games in total defense. Yeah, pass defense. I saw Daniel Jones say today that he thinks that when you watch Trayvon Diggs on tape, it's not like, I think from afar we think that he just goes after every, he's like, you can tell that he's picking and choosing his yeah. spots. Because if you're just going after every one yeah, and you're biting on everything, you can get burned. Well, and, and Dak yeah. told you that. I mean, it, it's very specific. Mm-hmm. He said that there were certain things that Dak knew he could not get away with early with Diggs because he was smart enough not to let him. Like and a five-yard stop route? Whatever it is. Um, yeah. you know, but, but back to my point I was about to make, the, the defense statistically has not, not been that good. Pass defense is 31st. Overall defense is 26th. But you know, there's reasons for that. Number one, they're playing Brady and Herbert. And then they got big leads and just kind of let the other team – Throw it around a little bit on them. It's mis- it's a but, little misleading, but but Dan did say they're giving up too many big plays still. Yeah. They didn't let Carolina throw it around on them. Let's not let's not do that. They, there was a pick that was dropped. Well, what, what was their biggest lead? Thirty three. It was thir- no 14? 36. Yeah, I think it was thirty three fourteen. Thirty three fourteen, and then it was 36. thirty. No, then it was thirty three to twenty one. It was thirty six fourteen. Twenty two, and then thirty six to twenty two. Right. And it was thirty three fourteen. Then they kicked a field goal to make it thirty six fourteen. That's when they came back. Um, there there may have there may have been a little questionable intensity at that point. Is all I'm saying. Uh, it looked everybody felt it that it was a blowout, and Carolina did what they were supposed to do. But my point is, to me, and I'm with you, when you got a plus seven turnover ratio and you've got a defensive line that is helping that because they are getting pressure uh, and, and they've been pretty good against the run at it, it, every level, uh, and you're getting a crazy guy like Micah Parsons doing whatever he needs to do at whatever position he's playing that moment, um, and Diggs is off the charts. Defensive player of the week, defensive player last month. I mean, there's nobody better in the league right now defensively than him. It, it All of that, no matter what the passing yards are, especially when you have this offense, we all know. We all kind of figured what the offense might be, didn't we? If Dak came back, and nobody mentioned that, by the way. The key that Dak... A year, well, a year I think later. To Clarence's point, that's kind of the obvious one. I didn't just want to take like the lowest of hanging right. fruit on that. To your point, though, back on the defensive line, though, I wanted to add, um, if that's going to be the key, then you believe that Micah Parsons is staying 
as a pressure player, which I think we all should believe. Yeah. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is because I did get the sense that when that Jalen Jalen Smith news broke last night, there were a lot of people that felt that, oh, this means that Micah's just moving back to linebacker and he's going to stay playing as a traditional yeah, linebacker. I and, that, that. and I don't see that happening. And I do think he'll continue to help on the defensive line. And so if that remains the case, then I can see where you're J- Jerry on the radio yesterday. Right. You know, sometimes you got to listen to Jerry. For sure. That he, was a good answer on Micah. I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. He almost kind of said it like, we're not going to be idiots here. Yeah. There, there's two positions, the shutdown corner and the pressure. I, You know, and then he went up talking about Aaron Donald, who does it from the inside. Who saw that coming? Right. It's very rare to come from the inside. And he said he, he wouldn't have taken Mike at 12 if Micah was just we, the linebacker. And you right. and I, and maybe Clarence, too, were standing right there after the press conference that night they drafted him, and he kept talking about pressure, pressure, That's pressure. That's all they talked about. Over and yeah. over pressure, again. Pressure, pressure, pressure. And you look at pressure. Pressure. Fully vaccinated. Pressure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, but, no, if you, go, if you look in the Jerry's history, since he's owned the team, bought the team, they, the highest they've drafted a line a true linebacker is Bobby Carpenter at 18. Oh. So, sorry. They always Buc- drafted the wrong Buckeyes, except Zeke. <laughs> it's a problem. Remember when they had like six of them on the team, Chill? Michael <laughs> Wiley and your favorite offensive lineman? What was his name? Which, what are you talking you about? You hated him. He was not a good man. What are you talking about? Come on. Uh, don't, Tyson don't, Walter? Tyson Walter. <laughs> of, we going I don't back hate up? anybody. Some of the stuff he said to the media? Come on now. I don't wait. Yeah, what but say? It, I don't remember any of that. I just know. I don't hate anybody. Man. Anybody. It made, it, let's just put it this way. It made me question the small town in Ohio he grew up in. That's okay. all I know. <laughs> okay. um, uh, but it, uh, let, let's, let's talk about the pressure just real quick. Just hold a hand out and count. Demarcus Lawrence is going to come back. Dorrance Armstrong is going to come back. This rotation that they've been talking about for a multitude of years. Uh, Osa inside. uh, Chauncey. Gallimore. uh, Micah. Maybe Tristan Hill at some point. Well, I forgot all about him. I mean, he's on pup for another couple weeks minimum. If they have a team... That all of a sudden, if, if you know, and, and Randy Gregory, very interesting to me, he said something that I've never thought of uh, after the game. You guys all heard it. Uh, he said that they, they operate as one. We're operating as one. Four as one. See, I've always thought that getting to the quarterback was an individual thing. The sack was an individual stat. And he's talking about we, we do it as one. And I got to think about that. I've never heard anybody say that. They, that, that was a marinelli yeah, thing. That's, that's, that, they've all, that, that's part. Yeah. yeah, that's the mindset. Yes, they they do operate as one. They it, it's what you do to rush lanes, all this stuff. It is a joint pass for us. I don't know why you haven't heard that. No, before. from a player. See, because most guys want to dance when they get a sack. They still but Randy Gregory is talking about he had two sacks, and and we're starting to feel connected, and we're doing it as one. He didn't take the credit. He's saying that we are bringing this. And if they bring more guys into it and just make that normal. Well, on his first sack, the key, I think the key to that play was that they went five defensive linemen, if you count Micah Parsons in the middle. They put Micah Parsons over the center. He and was then, mugging the A-gap, huh? Well, don't do this right now, Chill. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, so you had him in the middle, and then you still had Randy out there with Chauncey Golston, with Osa, you know, and Terrell Basham. So you had like five legitimate pass rushers there, and because of that, the offensive line had to kind of pick and choose, and Micah Parsons took on two guys. Can, so. I, can, I, can I have an aside? 
Oh my god! Don't do this. Well, just let the Can listener I, in on it. Whatever it, it is, listeners don't there, want there, any there, of this. It's not I, even there, that interesting. There was a there was a reporter in training camp who saw Michael Parsons mugging a gap. Go ahead and say it. And tweeted that he was there. They're playing Michael Parsons, a defensive tackle. <laughs> no, um, he was just blitzing from the A gap. He was not playing. Uh, great story. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of who you're picking on. I, I can probably guess, no, don't, just but I'll it. wait till the no. take a break. <laughs> break. Oh, tell us more. It was so good. Yeah, quick question on Gregory though. Again, My humor. I always love the discussions that have been around for a long time, and we always take positions on them. And sometimes maybe you're in the wrong position. I, I hope I am with. Randy, uh, Jerry had a wonderful comment, uh, again, on his radio visit this week, where he said that the issues that have bothered Randy, the thing about him is it colors you, uh, the perception of you when that's not who you are at all. And, you know, all that stuff doesn't matter to me. I've always said you can't trust him. He's, Jerry's been way too patient with the guy. Uh, he's never helped the team, ever. And he's been here for five, six years. Do you guys think that this is finally going to be the Randy Gregory payoff? And was it worth it if it is? Yeah, I think it's worth it because what were you really like? It wasn't like he was taking up a roster spot. He was a second round draft pick. You could have got another guy. Okay, but who knows if that player would even have been anything special? It's not like he was holding them back from having like Von Miller or something. Like who knows what they would even had there? And it's a late second round pick. Like who was pick sixty? Yeah, who knows what you even got? I don't think that they really risked a lot. It's not like he was an issue in the locker room, and you're just kind of looking around like. Jerry, how long are you going to keep going with this? He's this is a problem. He's never been that guy, and so I don't think it's ever was an issue to that point. And I do think that you could be getting the you know the dividends could be paying off now because he certainly looks like a player who yeah he's dealing with the knee issue that he said that it's just going to be something he has to put a little WD forty on all season. I don't, I don't know why Chill's laughing, but I'll just say real quick. <laughs> I just say real quick. I they were patient because everything you just said about he's a great guy. That's what they see, and. The issues he's had off the field, Jerry has said it, medical condition, not something that he's doing wrong, he's a bad guy, all that stuff. And they were patient with that, and he's worked through it to his credit. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. I mean, So patient that the NFL is probably changing the rules completely to where everything that he got in trouble with is no longer an issue. Yeah, but again, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if you're saying regrets or whatever else. I mean, certainly when they drafted him, they expected him to play. Immediately, yeah, they did. They expected to play. They didn't expect all the suspensions of him not playing all those years. Certainly, they regret that he didn't get to play and participate and have impact on those teams. I think Jason Garrett thought, thought that that was a possibility. If you just go back and watch his face when they make that pick, I think he knew that there was a chance. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the coach. I'm ownership, though. I guess what he's talking about. You're his, saying he wasn't the right kind of guy to Jason? Uh, probably not when they made that pick. But, I don't think but, he was but, on board. But on that. those teams, they thought they had a chance to win, and and they could have used. This Jake, I mean this Randy, or or that type of Randy, who they thought they were getting to play opposite, but but in hindsight, you do like the way he's playing now, and I think that you, you know, someone asked the other day, you know, are you going to get? We're just is he just scratching the surface? I think it was Babe at the press conferences, you know, after everything he's been through, and he really hasn't had to, uh, doesn't have a lot of wear and tear. 
I mean, this could be the baseline. You know, he could get better and better. I mean, he's only scratching the surface of what he could be. I guarantee you, and I'm only going to use Michelle because you guys in the athletic, your, your features seem to be a little longer than others. Uh, or I could say the same thing for Jory in USA Today. It seems that way to me. I'm not a writer. Uh, but he's one of those stories, the, the two weeks of the Super Bowl, <laughs> Cowboys are there in L.A., and somebody's writing a huge feature on the wonderful trip that Randy Gregory has been on. If the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, everybody on the, everybody, That's every right. starter probably has it. But I know I mean, what you're saying. And I agree he with will you. explode sure. as that guy. And yeah. he's a great personality. Especially if he's got 13 sacks. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it, well, I mean, come on. Michael got to get some. I mean, you know, Demarcus Lawrence got to get some. I mean, let's let's not put thirteen sacks. Let's, let's just let's get Demarcus back on the let's field. Let's get him back on the field. Could. I'm just saying, but but listen, there's when you get the Super Bowl, and I've done a Super Bowl. There's so many great oh, stories. I've done a Super Bowl, several Super Bowls, but so many great <laughs> stories. I mean, yeah, Randy Zeke is going to be a great story. Dak is going to be a great story. CD Amari, the offensive lineman, Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy, yeah, Kellen Moore. Mike, put him there. Yes. Are you putting him there? Dalton no, Schultz. I, he put him there. I mean, I'm just saying that you know to say that there could be a lot of exp- that would be if that happened. But that's, right. it, we're four chill, games into the season. Chill, miss that. Repeat that. Yeah, Dalton Schultz, baby. Be right at chill. Listen, listen, you, but listen, I thought about you immediately when that ball started hitting the ground. You just keep an eye Starts on Starts hitting the ground. As a, yeah, number two tight he, end in the league. He could be special. But speaking of the number one story, <laughs> the number one story, here we are talking about a Super Bowl. See, we all do it. You yeah. did we it. We all do it. You started it. it. They're three and one. It's Twelve fun. teams are three and one. <laughs> it's fun. But. But that big story would be number four. There's no question about it. Let's wrap it up. Uh, I loved when he said one simple word after the game when he was asked a question. Why? Who asked him the question? You did. Okay. Uh, About bringing up the Giants a year ago. Let's discuss that next on Media Mesh. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. 
That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Man, thank you all so much for tuning in to Media Mash on this Wednesday. We're here from 4 to 5 on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So tell the rest of Cowboys Nation to listen in. We've got Rob Phillips with us. John Mashoda, Clarence E. Hill Jr., my name is Steve Dennis, and it was Clarence, it was Clarence that made Dak look him right in the eye and say, why? <laughs> because you asked him that, you said something like, everybody is going to make a big deal about a year later, Giants, you on the field, the tears, the horrific injury, and here we are again. Giants coming to AT&T Stadium. What is it, like 364 days yes. exactly later? For, again, the NFL did this on purpose. You think? Of course. The NFL did, did this of on purpose. They're sitting there they going, did. okay, let's see, Dak got hurt yes. on what day again? Yes. And let's put the Giants. Yes. Man, you believe that, Mashota? No, I think that's going a little I don't either. I don't NFL did this on what purpose. What are the odds? What are the odds? How did, this is... Stop it. The NFL did this on purpose. I, I, when they did the schedule in May or whatever, whatever April, they knew. And they those schedule, they know what they're doing. And they did this on purpose. It seems pretty sick. I mean, when you're involving an injury, it, it you know, kind it's one, of he, does. It's one thing if you're like, "Hey, they set it up so that the Bucks would play the Patriots, and Tom and Tom Brady could get that passing record while he's going against the pa- Patriots, his former team." That's one thing. Like to me- to mess with like an injury like that. Right. If, if you're right, if you're right on this, it's pretty sick. It, 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 it's it's no, I, I, no, I think and, at that point they knew. Weird though. It was after yeah. he signed his contract. They, they, they everybody said he was going to be healthy. I don't think that you know. They knew he was going to be on the field. They expected him to be on the field, yeah. and they set this up. Again, when I set it up to Dak, it's because it is what we're talking about. That's what we do. Well, it's, it's an anniversary I'm not blaming injury. you. I'm not and, blaming, and so, I would never blame and the media. Said, and he said, I would be naive not to think about it because I know that's what you're going to talk about. No, what he said was, if you guys are going to talk about it, we are. then I'm going to have to think about we, it. And it made me wonder. How difficult that is for him to do. Right now, when everything is going so great, and he's playing great, he's got no issues with the team. He's just, boom, we're going forward. And here comes this story where you got to take him back and take the whole team back. I thought it was very interesting. We started last week, though. That Kellen Moore had to revisit the injury. Not interesting. It was ironic that Dak became available because of Kellen Moore's injury in training camp. And now Kellen is talking about, yeah, that was that was hard. And McCarthy had a great comment about it. I'm not saying it's not a great media angle. What I'm saying is, isn't it difficult for Dak to have to go through that this week? I don't think it is because for me, and I think Dak probably feels the same way, Like it, that was week one. That was Indomitian Sue jumping on you when, when you're sitting there trying yeah. to complete a pass. Like When you got past that, like the, the team that you're playing against, the week, if it falls on the same date, those are just different jerseys in that. I think the getting on the field, being able to take hits, m- making throws past that, not to mention that, like watch Dak last week. 
Like, uh, two of the best plays that he made was when he ran out of bounds. Right. Like, wow, what was he going to get if he stayed in bounds and fought? Like, three other yards? Like, who cares? The fact that he had both those big runs, they were huge plays in the game when they happened, and he got out of bounds, and it was fine. And I think that he has moved past that. So because of that, I don't think he's going to look at it that way. He's so <laughs> mentally tough. I don't I don't see him worrying about no. stuff like that. If there's any, I mean, okay, it happened in AT&T Stadium. Well, he's played two games at home now. He's seen, he probably, maybe, maybe it crossed his mind the spot where it happened. He's played two games already. He's thrown, so. he's thrown for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, I think he's good. I'm, this week. I'm saying, he yeah, loves the Giants. This week. This he week. he, he listen, loves listen, the Giants. Listen, listen. Is listen. that because Jason Garrett's on the other side, Clarence? Yeah, Build this story up listen, for us. I, I think that I think it's great that we is everything he's done, he's he's answered all the questions about By the way, injury. guys, Clarence just stood up, so this is about to be profound. <laughs> oh. No, my back is hurting, man. Oh, you you are. No. You're the, the only one in here older than me. Yeah, oh, know. wait a minute. Are you older than no, me? No, you're older than me. So. Damn it. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just saying he answered all the questions. The one thing he hadn't done for much of the year, at least greatly, was run. Then the week before the Giants game, he's running like the Dickens, like – I'm back, <laughs> you know. I'm back right well, before the Giants game, I, and, it, and it's great. And listen, we, we 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 I'm old. We started uh, we started last week asking his teammates questions. You know, then we're asking everybody. People have called family members. He knows these questions are coming about the anniversary and where they were and what they thought and you know going through their minds. So yes. And he answered on hard knocks. He, he we revisited it. So showed I don't scars, think he showed his scars. Yeah. So I mean, I think he can handle the questions and handle no, all of that I, stuff. I, absolutely, and, and, and he, he will be can. the first one to tell you. I think you're missing my point. He will be I'll, the first one as, as you went, but he will be the first one to tell you that every starting job he's got is because somebody got hurt. Happened in high school. Happened in college. Happened in pros. The starter got hurt. He took the job. So he understands the injuries are part of the game. If Kellen Moore didn't get hurt, do you think he's still the starting quarterback? Well, Romo. I was talking about Romo. I'm sorry. (laughs) sorry. Well, hey, speaking of that Kellen Moore moment, real quick, it's it's one of the greatest things that I remember in my time. I was doing the show on ESPN with Mark Friedman then, Frito, (laughs) and I was standing by the tent when they brought Kellen Moore by and then remember, Dak did a media session over there after that practice. Frito was a part of that and came back and told me and said, that may be the most impressive young man I have ever stood in front of. He, he was in love with Dak after that little session with Kellen Moore getting hurt. He got practice time, and now he's the backup quarterback. And to me, that was very telling. First, that Frito picked up on it, and second, that it's proven to be true. But, but I'm not that worried about Dak not handling it. It's just weird karma. It's just to to bring up the maybe one of the top five worst moments in the kid's life, and here come. So what? It's the team that it happened against. To, Clarence it's is just weird karma. <laughs> really? this, this guy going to talk about media questions and bringing up stuff. Well, I've been here with him since '97. It's sort of like he, you're he, going in for surgery, <laughs> and hey, you're going to miss me when I die. Don't say that. You don't say that. I, I mean, no, it, it, it wasn't is, like that. It's just weird karma. It's not. It, it's it's a celebration of sorts. I I I, I think that most people look at celebration. I, I said of sorts. A celebration of sorts, and I, and I of said what he's done since. Yes, yeah. and I've said Dickens because I didn't want to curse, so I, you have to use Dickens. No, you you no, got thanks, thanks, but uh, but what's a celebration of sorts? It's like what happened and where he is now. The even the most ardent Dak fan observer outside of his family 
did not see this coming. It, it, when you saw him on that field, everything that went through all of our minds, he's tears coming down his eyes, and we know what he went through with the contract. We know what he went through with his brother uh, dying of suicide and his own depression, and you just felt for the kid, you know, and, and just a full 365 days later, he's playing out of his mind yeah. the best football that's, of his career. True. It, it's something to talk about. I'm just, sorry. I would just rather be quiet about it and let it pass. It's an eerie <laughs> date. I mean, you're right. You're right about that. But I don't. I mean, look, he's he's in a profession where there's people that are commenting on everything that's he's right. doing every, every moment. Thing. And so that's he knows that's part of the deal. I thought it was kind of interesting that Brett Favre, he has his weekly radio show on, on Sirius XM. He talked about how he played with like a broken finger and how he thinks with Dak that maybe that injury helped him kind of, because of what Clarence mentioned, all the stuff he was dealing with, where he could just focus in on I gotta, I'm, I'm like every day the rehab. Like I got to do this day. I got to do this. I got to do this. And it kind of takes your mind away from a lot of the contract, other things going on in your life, stuff like that. That overcoming that might have actually made him even stronger. The New York Giants game number five Sunday at three twenty-five at AT and T Stadium. Uh, Cowboys are one of twelve teams that are three and one. They will more than likely get to four and one. Uh, Giants are going to get hurt in this game. They're going to smoke them. <laughs> Dak loves pounding the Giants. I mean, it's his favorite team. You don't think the Giants have a little momentum coming off that Saints win? I like that quarterback. I'm telling you, I see why they've been patient with that kid. I think he can play, and someday he may be something. But I, I think Mike McCarthy, I, I thought this when we were sitting in the postgame press conference with Mike McCarthy, I thought that he that for him, he probably loved that the Giants came back and won that game because it gives you something that you can sure. sit there and tell the team as, as opposed to the Giants come in there, let's say they lose that game, get blown out by the Saints, and you're just kind of like, no, guys, we can't sleep on these guys. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, coach, whatever. <laughs> but the fact that they came back yeah. and played the way they did against the Saints is one of those things that I'm sure he was like, good, now we got some, we got some these yeah. are some things we got to worry about. Prior to that, it was like, is Joe Judge, who's Calling plays is right. JG going to keep calling? I mean, it was Saquon, Bark- like a, Saquon yeah. Barkley starting to look a little bit like his old he self. Is, it sounded like a is. mess up there if you read the papers two weeks into the season. Well, that's part of the fun. They are one and three. They're going to kick giant closing, booty. Closing, I agree. Closing <laughs> thought tonight, though. I found it. In, you know, I don't know if you guys follow the NFL power rankings that come out every week, and everybody does them. Uh, the Cowboys are anywhere from five to eleven in them, and the other three NFC East teams are between 25 and 32. Mm. The NFC East is When's bad. the last time that happened? One team is way up here, and the other three are way down there. Probably several times. Like, when the Cowboys went 13-3, and Dak's rookie year, the NFC East was bad. I went Louisiana Swamp on you for a minute there. For <laughs> yeah, you reason. did. You did. I'm not quite I'm sure. Like, I'm like, you're from. You're not from around here like didn't that. They, didn't they go undefeated in the Changaley years? Yeah. Something like that? I mean, I've seen several times. In division? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they did yeah, it. No. I think and then they got fired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got to go. Uh, thanks for letting me talk a little Cowboys with you guys again. Tomorrow, Michaud is back. Jory Epstein from USA Today will join us along with the great Nick Eatman. Uh, four o'clock is when we uh, stick our tea in the ground and go. That's our foursome tomorrow. Thanks, guys. We'll do it again next week with all of you. Uh, thanks for listening. This is Media Mash. Tell all your friends. Have a good night. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?